Hello, welcome to How to Write a Novel. So I am back in my hometown and I'm walking up a fucking hill. <laughs> Although it does, it's kind of like, it's the best of times for this podcast. In the very first episode, I was walking up a hill in Vancouver. and had all those episodes on the mountain in Japan. And basically to keep myself from going insane in my stupid ass hometown, there's this place called Odell Park that's pretty big. And uh, you can walk through it to walk up a hill to get from downtown to uptown. And it's like the one thing in this town that's keeping me from going fucking insane. It's nice and snowy and quiet and mostly empty, except dog walkers. I've brought that up before too, but it's true. Fucking coast to coast in Canada, all the way to Japan, presumably everywhere in the world. The only people really taking advantage of these nature sections of cities are people with dogs. So good on you, dog owners. And shame on you, non-dog owners, for your sloth. <laughs> it's weird, since this podcast has been going for a couple of years, it's already just patterns, recurring things are happening. Like, it's like, man, it's already been a year? I'm back at this town again, and all of the uh, little things that I've been noticing about how fucking small and uh, annoying <laughs> this place is, just out of curiosity, I went back to the episodes from last year, listened to a couple, and it's like, well, I already said it all. Just the same thing again. But, just real quickly, I mean, I think this place, Fredericton, New Brunswick, it's a city in name only, you know? It's a technicality that it hit the population required to call it a city. Because this place does not function like a city's supposed to function. You know, just little things keep happening where it's like, oh, Sunday, fucking no buses, of course. Why would you have transit on a Sunday? <laughs> Who needs that? Who needs transit every day of the week? And even the days that it does run, it's like one bus every hour. So it's really weird. It's like, you don't just go catch transit, you know, whatever it is, every seven or eight minutes in fucking Toronto. I think during rush hour, the subway in Tokyo was like every two and a half minutes. Here it's every hour. You really got to plan for it. And it's like, oh shit, I got fucking half an hour till the bus comes. I guess I'll just fucking kill time. You really got to get into that small town vibe, that feeling. And uh, like the Starbucks downtown on Sunday closes at 2 p.m. Like, what the fuck? What business closes at 2 p.m.? You know, that's ridiculous. <laughs> like, fuck this place. It's really, it's not a city. It's just not. I was trying to think of what I'd call it. Like, I mean, it's bigger than a town. I don't know, I'd call it like a mega hamlet, <laughs> you know? It's got all the stuff you need. It's got all the basics, but it just does not function like a city. City is a misnomer for this fucking slow-ass, boring-ass place. And uh, I don't have extremely clear thoughts today, just a couple things rolling around in my head, so I just thought I'd ramble them out and see how it, see how it comes out. But, uh, but there's definitely, again, something I mentioned last year, but that I'm also noticing again, is just that the vibe, you know, the vibe of this place is just... Uh, anybody with real ambition would have left. <laughs> you know, it's funny, I heard the other day at a coffee shop, these two businessy people doing their business talk, and it's like... I got nothing against business people. I respect the innovations of business and all the cool stuff that comes from uh, from that world. 
but I don't like business talk, you know, when people just talk their phony baloney talk and they're, I don't know, just their dumb little buzzwords and it's like they're just their, that corporate speak way of like, I'm sure it sort of does facilitate conversation, you know, it makes it easier to talk when everybody's got their coded language and their, their just little cloying ways of saying stuff, you know. That I'm not a fan of, and uh, yeah, these two people were doing that, of just like, uh, you know, if we could uh, talk about the projections of uh, the social media campaign and the zid the bud the and I just wanted to be like, dudes, do you know you're in a town right now where there's no bus on Sunday? Where do you think you are right now? <laughs> you know? You're not in Toronto, you're not even in Halifax, you're not even in Moncton. You're fucking nowhere. <laughs> and that's definitely, that's just, that's the feeling here. The feeling is of being nowhere. So I at least like this park because uh, this is the good side of being nowhere. But there's not as much of that around here as you might wish that there was. But yeah, this park's nice. And the, uh, the uphill walking, it's like I was saying in Japan too, of just like walking is obviously good for you anyway, good exercise and stuff. But if you can find uh, a nice big hill, a nice mountain to walk up, then it's extra good. It really is like, definitely helps keep my brain. <laughs> well, it's like, uh, I can't remember the term for it, but uh, I saw signs in Vancouver in their green spaces about basically it's like a like whatever they call it like a wilderness bath like a green space bath and it does kind of feel like that it feels like like you're giving your brain a little bath you know it just feels good it just feels better especially once you get to like the middle of this park and you can't hear traffic anywhere i mean i guess i'm pretty much that deep right now any direction you look you can only see trees and yeah it just uh it's just calming. It's nice. Yeah, combine that with a little exercise. It's just a good, just a good thing. I've basically been making this my routine. It's like, just go out of my way to come here every day, or almost every day. Sometimes there's big snowstorms and shit. And go up the hill and there's a coffee shop at the top of the hill. So, so that's keeping my brain together here. But yeah, there's definitely that distinct lack of, like, this is where, same thing I said last year, but it feels weird to be writing a book or to even be talking about such a thing. Because it just doesn't really fit with the vibe around here. Because uh, anyone who really has these kind of grander aspirations or even just more abstract aspirations for their life would have fucking left and they did leave you know my favorite uh example is downtown there used to be these two bars together it was like this one big complex because it was like the two bars there was a uh, sweet waters was just like the meat market place go there on the weekend and just try to be as hot as you can and night at the roxbury but in that same complex was also the rockin rodeo because this is fucking hillbillyville and both those places are now closed and are a health clinic specifically for the elderly. <laughs> like, how much more perfect a fucking symbol could there be that this place is not happening anymore? That it's just a bunch of weird old people and that's it. <laughs> that's all that's going on around here. I mean, it's definitely kind of a, a global phenomenon from what I can tell of just there's a lot more 
people moving to big cities. A lot less staying where you are. I guess it's all because of just internet type shit. The world is a lot smaller feeling. It's a lot easier to see what it's like other places and to make that jump. There's less reason to just stay rooted where you were at. But yeah, I really do think it's tricky because uh, I was just by happenstance listening to a little talk the other day by Gretchen Rubin, who wrote the book The Happiness Project, which might seem like it's just one of those little like popcorn, pop psychology books, but it's really good. I actually really like that book. I like her in general. I saw her give a talk in Toronto once. I don't recommend, however, that you do podcasts while you're walking up a hill. It really is tough to do uphill hiking and talk. But anyway, Gretchen Rubin's basic thing, what I like about her is obviously the book The Happiness Project. It's about being happier, but she has this nice way of approaching it that's not too, uh, it's not too clinical. It's not too dry. But it's also, it's just like not too intense. It's like down to earth, I guess. It's way more, it way more feels like instead of it being like someone with a degree talking about the fucking scientific side or whatever, fucking here's how things should be, here's how technically brains work, and here's how technically people are. It's way more about her actual experiences and like what actually works and what doesn't. So on a basic level, like if you say to someone, don't you want to be happy? Don't you want to work toward being happy? It's like, first off, very abstract notion. And it just sounds like a lot. It sounds big. Like, Jesus, how do you mean be happy? What does that even mean? Where do I start? How do I know when I get there? Like, what do I got to do? Fucking toss my whole life aside just to try to be happy? You know, like it's easy to rebel against that, to just think like, whatever, man, I got a job. I got things to do. I don't have time to be happy, you hippie. Get the fuck out of here. So she took like an immediate step back from there. She noticed like nobody responds well to that, or a few people do. So just with a little tweak, she's like, all right, never mind that. But what about being happier? You know, if you just think through your daily routine and your situation in life, like, could you be happier? And then people are like, well, sure, I mean, I guess, yeah, this X, Y, or Z, little things could be different. I could be slightly happier. And it's like, great, now let's just talk about that because that's, it's the same as like trying to write this book. It's like, ah, write a book. Like, well, why don't you just go fuck yourself? Writing a book, it's impossible, it's too big. But if you just work on it a little every day and take it a little bit at a time, then you can get it done. Same thing with happiness. Like you just look at how can I be happier? How could I be 1% happier? Are there little things I could do? Small changes I could make, like reasonable, manageable things I could do in my life to be 1% happier? Cool, then do that. And then as you, you know, add that into your routine and as you kind of integrate that into your life, find another one, get another 1% happier. And just through the process of your life, there's small changes you can make and small things you can do in your day to day. And, uh, you know, if you do 10 of them, if you do 15 of them, next thing you know, you're like quite a bit happier than you were before. And I love that. It's a great book. She's just, she's cool. But one of the things that she has started adding in to her talks is, you know, she's got like, here's my like eight little rules I came up with or whatever, you know, stuff like that. Nice little digestible lists and stuff. But one thing she added in 
that's like uh this is where like the subtleties come in like this is where you can tell that she spent a long time working with this concept and talking about this this whole fucking happiness idea is she started realizing that like you know you can give all the advice in the world and all the tips and all the little things you could try but if you're not in the right environment it's unlikely that this stuff is gonna take hold you know it's gonna make it so much harder for any of these things to be effective so she started mentioning that not only can you do x and y and z but it's important to try to do these things within an environment of growth you know like you just got to be in a situation where these things can take root where these things are valuable like if you can be around other people that also value these things or around other people that are supportive and interested in these topics you're way better off it's all going to go way better you're going to have way better results it's going to be way easier and way more effective and when i heard that it made me think of this town of like yeah this this place and probably any small city or small town is not an environment of growth <laughs> you know there's no buses on sunday here this is not the place where people are going to not even directly but there's just not that environment that feeling of an environment of growth you just don't have that feeling around you that the things you're trying to accomplish are important or that the things you're trying to accomplish are accomplishable <laughs> you know that feeling is not here this is not the place to write a novel this is not the place to dream about being a movie director this is not the place to do anything this is the place to fucking gas up your car and drive to work and drive home and watch tv with your kids and go to bed <laughs> that's what this place is and if that's what you want that's fine but uh yeah i just feel like i should mention that to anyone who might be listening who lives in a smaller place it was pretty tough for me to leave like i didn't leave this town until i was 24 i believe and i had to force it you know it's like i had these occasional little me and my friend matt were going to move to ottawa and that didn't work out and then me and matt and his brother and this other guy cody we were all going to move to the yukon and that didn't work out and finally i was like well i just i have to leave i left all by myself and went to vancouver i'm like I can't wait anymore. I can't do it. I can't stay here forever. I'm not gonna. I'll go fucking crazy. And I'm glad that I did. And you know, whatever. I just keep moving around and traveling. And I can, I can deal with being back here once in a while. But, but yeah, this is not the place. This is not the place to live your whole life if you want to be an author. If you want to do something big. If you want to do something individualistic and strange. <laughs> you know? if you want to do something that no one else can do you know any job in this town a million people could do nobody on earth can do what i'm doing nobody can write this book that i'm writing doesn't mean the book's important or that it's any good or that that matters that's just the facts of it no one else can just me it's a job only i can do so if you're one of those people who's trying to do a career like that could be anything i don't know being a fucking youtuber just anything that someone else can't do it in your stead if you're one of those people and you're in a small town 
you got to get out of there. You got to. <laughs> you are not in an environment of growth. You are in an environment of stagnation. You're in an environment of, uh, I don't know, the word coming to mind is conformity, but it's so lame. It's so like 1984. But whatever, it'll have to do. These aren't bad places, they're not bad people, it's not a bad life, but it's just not your life. It's not what you're trying to do. And you're making it way harder on yourself and possibly impossible because you're just, it's, it's such a difference when you can feel it in the air. You know, when you're in a big city and you leave the house and you just go for a walk, even if you just go to a coffee shop, everywhere around you are other people trying to accomplish big crazy things and you just feel it. You just feel that environment and it spurs you on and it makes it that much easier to keep up with your own stuff. Around here, nothing, just nothing. So you gotta at least just see what it's like. You gotta know what that feeling is like. And at the end of the day, it's just really not that tough to move to a big city. At the end of the day, it's just the same old bullshit just an apartment and a job and a bus and it's like the whole world is kind of the same this town is still just starbucks and a mcdonald's except you know there's literally i think two of each oh there's three starbucks <laughs> but one of them is drive through only one of them is a tiny starbucks connected to a bookstore and then the only real Starbucks closes at 2 p.m. on Sunday, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, this place has all the same shit, but it's just not the same. So yeah, even if you leave and come back, that's fine. But I just know there's a ton of people, because I could have been one. It wouldn't have been that tough for me to be one of these people that never really leaves and just never really sees the other side. I would have just been like, ah, big city's not for me. Too, too big. Too big. Kind of scary. Don't want to do it. But now that I have seen both sides, when I come back here, it's like, oh, Jesus. This is an uphill climb. <laughs> this is not the place. It's not coincidental that when you pull up like the Wikipedia page for Fredericton, New Brunswick, and it's got notable residents, I never fucking heard of them. <laughs> it's nobody you've ever fucking heard of. And if there is, I bet you dollars to donuts, they moved to Toronto first. But anyway, like I said, I didn't really have, this was not all very clear in my brain. I just thought I'd ramble out some shit. I don't know, I guess that's all I wanted to say, right? Is like small towns are uh, small and lame. And you should try not being in one. Because the environment of growth is important and helpful. And you got to at least try it out. And if a big city stresses you out and freaks you out and you don't like it, that's fine. But you got you to gotta see what it's like. Uh, in uh, tribute to a small town, this is a song that my cousin just showed me the other day. It's this band called Middle Class Rut. <laughs> so it's the perfect name. It's a real catchy little song. It's like a two-man band. It's a little bit rough and jagged. It's just a cool song. It really grew on me. Like the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, it's okay. It's not bad. And then by like the third time, I was waking up with it in my mind. It's, it's a real good song. Can't remember what the song's called. New Low? Brand New Low? Something like that? Whatever. Middle Class Rut. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. How do we create an atmosphere of growth? We're happier when we're growing, learning, making something better, helping someone else, fixing something. William Butler Yeats wrote, 
Happiness is neither virtue nor pleasure nor this thing nor that, but simply growth. We are happy when we are growing. I've been left, I've been wrong, I've been left behind, I've been 